0: We kept it within a week this time We
1: did, that's that's good
0: Yeah And what a week it was, but we're not even (laughs) going to go there Not even going to go there
1: I I asked and Steve said, nope Uh, So my name is Kim
0: And I'm Steve
1: And there was some upheaval in America, but we're not going to talk about it uh, what we are going to talk about today. I'm very excited. I, uh, it is Ukraine
0: part two. Yeah.
1: It's an hour of your life story time with Mikla. Yeah. So
0: who
1: you, <laughs> you, that's Mikla and <laughs> Hannah's back too c- to kind of help him jog his memory on some story time. stories. Uh, no, we,
0: we just had so much fun last week with them. Are, are we doing this just because we know they're safe and it's like, we're allowed to have people in our home right here with us. Yeah, or what? Yeah,
1: honestly, probably. Yeah. We're totally using you, you for companionship. We don't, don't really care about your stories at all. We just, you are, we just miss human, you are human interaction. You're not
0: human interaction. It's just like you're real people.
2: So it's just look. the only upside of COVID I have is a little f- of fame coming on this podcast and everything.
1: <laughs> 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 a very little bit, but you know what, whatever. But,
0: but in all honesty, we had so much fun last week and the stories and we, Kim and I, after they left, we just said, there is so much more to this. We got to get them back. And
1: what? Well, and we? I know we said we weren't going to talk about the stuff that happened. And uh, we're not. No, no but we, before we started the show, um, you know, we kind of were talking about it a little bit upstairs. And Mikla was like, well, usually when we have a revolution in Ukraine. And he was like, well, usually. And it just struck me as kind of amusing that you, you know. Okay. Usually, the typical Ukrainian revolution.
2: Well, there have been two documented ones, and usually there is at least a small protest for every single president that includes some of his voters and some that were his opposition, even the current one, even the first one. Okay. So it's a kind of a tradition.
0: <laughs> I'm making a rule for the podcast. <laughs> we don't talk about any politics unless they're at least 50 years old.
1: Oh, 50. yikes. And we can oh, wave. We can
0: wave that a little bit oh. if we need to. But no, I just, I just don't want to go in there. <laughs>
1: Nicholas, trying to math. Just to say,
0: it was, it was a sad day in the United States, and I don't want to go any further into it.
2: Let's talk about the failures of the Carter administration.
3: <laughs> <laughs> See, he did the math. He was let's, crunching the numbers. Let's talk about the
1: successes of the Coolidge administration.
2: <laughs> oh, I'm all up for that. Well, okay,
0: so I don't know why, but Calvin Coolidge seems to be. <laughs> His favorite president of all Michael, time. Well, Michael, why do you love Calvin Coolidge so much? Uh, because wait, I, wait, is he been dead at least 50 years? <laughs>
2: <laughs> His term was, uh, 1925 to 1929.
1: So yes, we're, 30, we're, good. 30, we're 30, good. Oh
0: yeah. We're, we're <laughs> more <laughs> oh,
2: than my good. Gosh. We're good. We are yeah. more than
1: good. That's uh,
2: almost a hundred years old in case he needs some help. <laughs> so <laughs> why the fascination with Calvin Coolidge? So, I kind of draw comparison to Ukrainian presidents, where each of them tries to go too hard, too much, and a lot of it all at once. They're always limited by just one term because nobody will like the president again, ever.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: but Coolidge did almost nothing, and a lot of his days he just spent sitting in the office and looking at the cars driving by the White House.
1: Sounds like Steve, and that's what coordinate. they called
2: the Roaring Twenties.
0: So this reminds me of, we watched a mockumentary last night called, what was it, Kim?
1: It was called Death to 2020. It's on Netflix.
0: It, it, it was pure sarcasm. It was funny. It was really good. But it, it just brought up, like, you're, you're talking about Calvin, Calvin Coolidge in the 1920s. So it was Joe Biden in Senate or <laughs> Congress at that time? I think it was both. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, Shriveled husk Joe Biden. Okay.
0: All right, that's a political it, Yeah, if you haven't yeah. seen it, go watch it. It's, really it funny. Is, it, it's very, very. I funny. myself
1: watched it three times yesterday. <laughs> yesterday. I watched <laughs> it twice.
0: Okay, so the Ukraine. What is it like? What was it like growing up in the Ukraine? So, like, grade school. What was a typical day of
2: grade school like? It was a great, enjoyable subway rush hour commute there and back. And uh, I went to the grade school where it was lots of rich kids, where I did not fit exactly. So everybody had like a Game Boy or something, some kind of portable system. So a lot of kids just spend time playing those unless they died from not charging them enough. So I only... You're talking about the Game Boy, right? Um, okay. I think we're all on the Just same page here. Clear right yeah. there. So I was friends with the only other guy who also didn't exactly fit in that rich kids group and he also didn't have a portable system. So you got to charge Aww. Ukrainian kids or, <laughs> or they, they die. die. <laughs> gotcha. But yeah. Um, you you kind of have to charge all the kids, I feel like.
0: <laughs> food and nutrition
2: and stuff like eh, that.
0: I don't know. So, Something. I mean, what time, what time did you go to school? What time did school start?
2: So I went when I was six, and that was 2003, and that was grade school till 2007. So it was kind of like a f- fun time, actually, because you you're pretty ignorant of most things in that age. So I, I I'd say I enjoyed it a lot.
0: So like, I'm assuming kids were kids, did like. You pick on certain kids, were some kids bullied and stuff like that.
2: Yeah, I was. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> oh. oh my
0: Did the teachers come to your defense?
2: No, it's the survival of the fittest.
0: Yeah,
1: I would imagine. Okay.
2: So, Ew, well, <laughs> so
1: I I feel like there's some unmined territory here, Mikla. What what did they do to you? Like, what, what does Ukrainian bullying look like?
2: Mostly just. Physical bullying. I don't think there was any mental challenging because I would probably outsmart them. But that's probably <laughs> why there was bullying to begin with, because mm. that's what usually d- d- gives it in elementary school is differences.
1: Yeah, ugh, I remember those days. Okay, so Kim, fun. give
0: give us the bullying
2: PSA right
0: now.
1: Don't do it. Nobody likes a bully, and eventually we're all gonna grow up, and we're gonna be like the bullied kids are going to have lots of money and good looks and all you bulliers are going to be out of work begging us to hire you. So don't do it because the, we have long memories. And the Back kids who were,
0: were bullied grow up and they marry beautiful women, right? Right? <laughs> I
1: don't <laughs> know, <laughs> you tell me, Michael. <laughs> or, or, or handsome men. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you do you.
2: If you want to know what happens to bullies, just watch Fargo season one.
1: Oh, I haven't watched Fargo season one.
0: We've seen the movie.
1: We have seen the movie.
2: Well, season one takes a lot of ans- uh, inspiration after the movie, but...
1: If but, you're a bully, you're going to end up in a wood chipper. Uh, mm,
2: there you go. Not quite, but <laughs> the, bu- <laughs> the bully of the main character dies in the first episode, and it sets the whole thing. There you go. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs>
0: so let's, let's get out of middle, or out of high school. <laughs>
2: elementary
0: school. <laughs> elementary school, and let's move right on up to high school, so... What was high school? What's a typical day of high school? What time did you get to school? Your classes? How long were the periods? Like, was it like hard math, hard science, or was it softer type stuff?
2: So, yeah, like I mentioned last episode, I went to community college right after middle school, which included high school program. So for me, since I didn't know what to do with my life at that point, because you're like 15, what do you know about life? I just picked the easiest commute from my house and just went to that. So it was only like 20 minutes of a bus drive, which was not as horrible as a subway commute. And usually I would get there around 8.30 and it would be like four classes, two hours each or five sometimes and just going home. Okay. So we had uh, an exchange student one
0: time, a a young lady from Japan. Her Mm -hmm. name was Moe and moi would get up go to school i'm pretty sure she got up very early to do something before
1: she did dance didn't she yeah wasn't whatever she in ballet
0: yeah but then but i'm just talking about like at our house she oh, yeah. wasn't doing that at our house but then but i'm pretty sure she would get up in her in that, in her room in our house and study or do something whatever she did and then she would go to school and come back and you never saw moi except she would come out to eat And then she would go back to her room and she would study till like 10 o'clock. And and when we did get a chance to interact with her, she goes, no, this is just typical of a a Japanese student. And so were you that focused, that dedicated on school or was it like American kids? Gee, school's out. I can't wait to go home.
2: Not at all. Probably definitely more the American leaning. Okay. Because I would just waste all my free time on stuff like games and whatever else I can do with my computer, but barely focus anything on my studies, which I, I kind of lost out on my uh, pay. So what we have, like, some government-paid spots in our colleges, and I actually got one because I had good grades by that point. Like a scholarship then? It, it was a scholarship included. So I was receiving like a certain amount of money every month and I blew it because the very first semester, (laughs) my overall grades were so bad, you get taken off. Took me two more semesters to get it back. And only at that point, I'll start being like, okay, I am in a point where I no longer need to study too hard to know everything. So I'll just get grades good enough to keep the money and I don't care about anything else.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so... I mean, was it a long day at school?
2: Yeah, it was mostly long days, and uh, especially on the third year, the, the last year, it was uh, so one semester we had five classes every day. Mm. So that would make it to like um, seven hours total, which is kind of a lot on... Like
0: an hour and 15-minute class?
2: and it, It's almost an hour and a half class. And when it's like all different classes each day, you, your brain just goes in so many places, you get lost after, like, the whole week is done.
0: Hmm. Did you have a lot of homework?
2: Quite a bit, yeah. Some some days would take, like, two to three hours to finish all of Jeez. it. Some days it would be easy enough to just get done in, like, 20.
1: All right, so tell us a little bit about, uh, we need some stories. So I am going to fast forward a little bit to the one story that I know. Um, And so, maybe you guys can give a little bit of context and background to this story. Um, Can you tell the story about playing cards at McDonald's?
2: (laughs) Well, the short little background I'll give, and uh, I'll let my wife do the rest, is gambling is very frowned upon by the older generations, and it goes back to the Soviet Union where only elites are allowed to have fun. So no card games were allowed in any public premises. The only game everybody played was chess, as you can clearly see in Queen's Gambit, for example. And so cards were forbidden even still when I was in school and we came to Ukraine, it was 2019 and we just wanted to play this board game, which mostly consisted of cards, but it was not your general, like a bridge kind of game with the 54 deck and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, we were just sitting there playing, minding our own business. It was pretty late at night by that point. And, Because of that, uh, looking down upon gambling, the security guard assumed what we're doing is gambling there.
0: Security guard at McDonald's?
2: Yeah. Yeah. I'm not sure (laughs) what caused them to hire him. Big burly
3: guy, real, real scary, and I... It was unusual for me walking into McDonald's and seeing this guy like watching over everybody with this look in his eye. I'm like, what is he doing over there? And what was really weird to me is that it's it's not even just like gambling. They assume that any kind of game with cards at all is gambling. They don't really know. I mean, they don't they don't care about the difference. So we were playing Exploding Kittens, if anyone's ever heard of that.
2: <laughs> Which
3: nope. it doesn't. It doesn't even. It's not even like a regular deck of cards. So we're animal. We're
0: animal lovers. Here. <laughs> we're
2: not playing that game.
3: It's you know. It's it sounds weird, but it's a cute game. <laughs> and we were there with Michaela's friend Vlad. Um, so we were just hanging out, just you know, eating some fries. And we we had gotten food, so we weren't just like sitting there like not eating their food because that would be that would be rude so we were eating and just having a good time and this this guy the security guard just marches up to us and i don't know i don't know any russian or ukrainian I'm pretty sure he he was speaking russian right <clears throat> he just starts screaming at us in Russian. And I'm like, what is going on right now? Like, what could he possibly be so angry about? I had no clue. I could not fathom. I'm like, is he mad because we didn't order enough food? Like, are we are we not dressed appropriately? Like, what's going on here? And I just look over to Mikola's friend and his ears are getting red because he's so angry. And I'm like, whoa, what is he saying? Um, and then he replies something like between gritted teeth, and then all of a sudden Mikla looks at me and says, get up, we have to go. And I'm like, whoa. <laughs> so what,
0: what did he tell her?
2: Well, basically he was telling us to leave because he's going to have trouble if we're seen here gambling, and we're trying to explain to him that gambling he's drawing <laughs> wrong conclusions here, but, but he would not hear anything we would try to tell him. So eventually we just gave up and left because... Me and my friend both knew that if this conflict goes any further than verbal, it will be cops. So we did not want to create trouble for her, a visitor, in a country that she visited for the first time in her life.
3: I'd love to to end up in a Ukrainian prison my very first time. I'm
2: (laughs) sure the U.S. Embassy would have come and got you. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure sure certain people would tweet about it and release our political prisoner, (laughs) please.
1: And An
2: international conflict would arise. So I didn't want any of that. So we just got Sounds up and Exhausting.
1: In the you imagine <laughs> you were... <laughs> You got time, you could you wouldn't have like a National Geographic show. What happened when I got arrested and went to Ukrainian jail for playing Exploding Kittens? At that McDonald's? would have been your
0: 15 minutes of fame, right? Nicola, we
3: could have made millions.
0: What you are we could
1: have,
3: oh, uh, next time,
2: Let's go on back. On the- <laughs> yeah, right. Exploding Kittens cards. would take all of our money. Yeah, I'll, because I'll bring of the cards, the copyright.
1: I mean, I feel like we need to bring Cards Against Humanity. Go bigger. Oh, there you go. <laughs> anyway. Is there So is there a big generational gap then between, you know, the older folks that kind of were around during um, Soviet rule and, and the younger generation that's like it's just go fish?
2: So the generations <laughs> would probably be divided with a little less of a gap between them than, for example, in the U.S. So there is kind of like the same parallels with Gen X, who are my parents, in the same way that they are here. But mostly the generation formed around the way when they spend their youthful adult years, so like their uh, uh, late 10s, early 20s, Mm -hmm. late 20s, and which ruler was it right now? Mm -hmm. And that's what formulated most of their life.
0: So are the kids running around like telling their elders like, okay, boomer.
2: No, <laughs> you could get smacked for that
0: by anybody,
2: including your parents.
3: Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of smacking to be had. So there's a little bit
0: of a cultural difference in what's acceptable and not acceptable, huh? Mm-hmm. Very much so. Okay. Well, we won't go there either. except I just witnessed a very sad thing today. It involved a grandparent. It was on a, a social media platform. It involved a grandparent, and a grandson and it got to the point that the mother broke in and apologized to her father for the way this kid was talking and responding back to his grandfather it was another
1: psa respect your elders they've been through a lot more than you have they know a lot more than you do and yeah okay okay boomer okay <laughs> No, I feel
3: like culturally, we could do some work on that, though. I mean, even just seeing Ukraine, which is not necessarily a country that's known for respecting its elders, maybe like some Asian countries, because that's like a deep part of their culture. Mm -hmm. I feel like almost every other country tends to respect their elders in a different way. Like, I don't know. Yeah. It's interesting to me. Braylon,
1: stop mouthing off to your grandma. Yeah. And... and Who? Braylon. Or... What are the other names like Braylon and and uh, I don't know who Braylon is. Like, you're thinking about like trendy names, <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah,
1: yeah. Stop mouthing off to your grandparents, <clears throat> Braylon and Zasper and whatever else your name is that ends in four e's. <laughs> anyway, moving on.
0: Moving right <laughs> along, <laughs> right here. Okay, so in the United States, if we were in high school, a tip, and this has gone on for ages. And a, t- a typical Friday night for an American kid would be, you know, during the fall, would go to um, the high school football game, and then there might be a dance afterwards, or there might be that one place where you know all the kids would go and hang out till they had to go home or something like that. So, what would what what would a typical Friday night be or Saturday night for fun? What would the kids do for fun? And when I say kids, I'm talking. High school teenagers and that. Like, what what'd y'all do for fun on, on the weekends or Friday night?
2: So depending on how nerdy you would be, you would either be stuck <laughs> at home by yourself, by your own accord, or it would be like a small group of people, I would say like four to six, and it starts as a stroll and just like walking, a lot of walking, and then eventually everybody gets tired and says, well, how about we just hang out at that particular place? and it, that particular place is usually a restaurant, a cafe, or something like that, and they just spend the rest of the night there.
0: So what's the drinking age in uh, Ukraine, legal drinking age? Depends
2: on your parents. So, there's The no would legal would be drink? 18, but oh. 18. the de facto would be 12 to 14.
0: No, oh. So like if a 15-, 16-year-old kid would go into a place and order food, some French fries or something like that, and, and said, hey, give me a beer. Would would the establishment probably give them a beer?
2: Um, some establishments, especially in the uh, like low income areas, wouldn't care enough to ID you. So if you were a guy with a low enough voice and you have some kind of untrimmed facial hair, they would probably just give you the beer. Close enough.
1: Huh? <laughs> so poor baby face Mikla. Did you ever? <laughs> were you ever able to to swing it?
2: Babyface Mikula tried vodka at 12, so he never had to oh. go through any of that. There you <laughs> go.
3: Probably
1: because my parents, parents figured yeah. that
2: the forbidden fruit would be the bad idea, so just they just went ahead and handed it to me and said, here you go, try it. I bet you wouldn't like it. And I didn't.
0: There you go.
2: <laughs> I hate vodka to this day. The most <laughs> unslavic <laughs> thing about So me they is. knew uh-huh. what
0: they were doing. Worked yep. out. Okay. Um, so is that... I mean, were there, like, high school sports or anything like that that you would go to? Like, with the team involvement, was, was there, like, a team loyalty or anything that...
2: Um, a lot of people in Kiev, they like the Kiev soccer team, which is Dinamo, which... Is that a pro-level team? It's, like, a pro-level soccer team, yeah. It's been in the European Championship quite a number of times, and most years, I would say. Uh, it doesn't perform stable. It's either very bad or very good and probably it's most popular rivalry is the team from the east called uh, Shakhtar and when those two teams play that's when everybody in Ukraine is drawn to the screen and they're looking at this because that's the most intense game you can see in the domestic sport because they, they usually play on very same level and usually you'll see like a real a really good clash of those teams. Okay, so
0: that's At the pro level, but not so much at school, like with their school teams or anything
2: like that? No, because nobody's interested in promoting sport too much. Well, you played a
3: little soccer, though, didn't you?
2: I played it for, like, the sport class, but it wasn't like a big team or anything. It was just a school championship, but everybody knew it would never go anywhere beyond that. There is no, like, prospect or scholarship for that or anything. It's just for fun.
3: Mm. You paid a big price for that fun, didn't you?
2: Yeah, I had to buy the goalkeeper uniform because that's what I was doing, which <laughs> tr- draws me to one of my stories about mm-hmm. it. <laughs>
3: that's were what you, I was getting at. <laughs> were
2: you good? Um, kind of. I would say I was above average for sure. The only thing was probably that I was not keen on uh, like, throwing my whole body down to catch the ball. I usually preferred to stay on my feet, which was a downside because you need to do that a lot. And... We were mostly playing on the floor, which is why I didn't want to do it. Well, it
0: looks really cool when they do it. It It looks
2: cool, cool, but (laughs) to me, it looked cooler if I stayed and catched it. (laughs) (laughs) But this one time, I did catch it by staying. It went straight to my head.
3: (gasps) Right between your eyes.
2: Right between my eyes. I'm a a little bit above, but yeah. Were you wearing your glasses? No, I, I didn't have glasses at that time. Um, I, I only started wearing them about a year ago.
3: Coming to America made him blind.
2: Yeah, was, <laughs> you know, all, all the riches. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the gold fever. Gold, with but gold. anyway, I blacked out for like a solid minute. And then one of my teammates uh, gets me up. And he actually had a cast on his right arm at oh the time. Um, and he gets me up. And I'm like slightly my, tunnel visioned. Uh, I don't see him all the way yet. I only see the arm. So I'm like, is that a mummy? <laughs> but then I opened them up a bit more and I came to my senses after a few minutes too. That kind of passed without any visible consequences at the time. But then eventually within about a year, I lost my sense of smell. You had COVID? No.
1: <laughs> so was it, is
3: Pre-COVID. it permanent?
2: Yes. Yeah, so because of a light concussion, I the neural connections to my nose disconnected. So right now I can only tell about four smells. So does,
0: does that affect, that affect a, your taste? Yeah, I was it gonna does.
2: Say. In in a lot of dishes, especially ones that rely on their aroma, they will be either very bland for me or just like too chewy to enjoy compared to the tastes that I have. So that especially goes for some salads. Like I'll just crunch on them. I'll like drown them in dressing because I can't feel anything <laughs> from the vegetables. Oh, man.
1: That makes me so sad for <laughs> yeah,
2: you. That's fine. Like, At least I, I can still enjoy a good steak.
1: Well, that's good. I wonder if there's some kind of way that you can, like, rebuild your neural synapses.
2: People have been telling me that there are surgeries for that, but I bet it would cost a lot of money, so I'm not even thinking about it. And it's brain
1: surgery, it. right? I would think. It, like, it probably would probably involve yeah, it somehow, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know that it would be worth it, but I mean, you know. You do you, but I don't think I would be worth it.
0: So I have a cousin who has COVID and right now, and she was complaining that she wanted, she was said, would someone please just bring me a BLT sandwich, bacon, lettuce, tomato sandwich, leave it on my front porch, even though I can't taste it. I've got my appetite back, and I really want this. And I'm thinking, you know mm-hmm. what? I think if I had it, if I get COVID and I lose my sense of taste, I might eat a Brussels sprout.
3: Huh.
1: I think if I lost my sense of taste, I would probably default to crunchy things.
3: Something with texture. Yeah. So at least you can feel the texture. Well, I have
2: read about a person that has a complete lack of taste. Like everything tastes exactly the same. It's just something in your mouth. Mm. So he resorts to whichever food he can down quicker because he doesn't want to have to go through having it in his mouth for too long. It gets annoying for him.
3: So like meal so replacement something like, shakes or something?
2: Something like yeah. a shake, yeah because you just can like swoosh it around for a second and swallow it and not something like a actually a meat dish would be a bad idea because you chew that a lot yeah. in order to swallow How that.
0: How unsatisfying. I know. Could you yeah. imagine? Oh, man, That'd be rough. we're really going down like the sad trail here <laughs> Yeah, we are. <laughs> yeah. Did, did, any happy memories?
3: I mean, he still loves ice cream. I don't know. I do.
0: That's
3: true. Chocolate. I managed to find some dishes to cook that you enjoy.
2: Yep. She went out of her way to make this Ukrainian cake recently, which was completely out of the blue because I didn't think she would go that far, Mm -hmm. especially since it wasn't that special of an occasion. You underestimated your wife.
3: It's like a it's it's supposed to be an eight layer cake. I only Whoa. made seven layers because my the thing I put the cake in wasn't tall enough. <laughs> but you literally like roll out the dough and like cut it into a particular shape, and you bake these layers one by one by one by one, <laughs> and you put um, the icing in between. But it was so worth it. It was really good.
1: It sounds delicious. Yeah,
3: it's got like honey in it. And yeah. Oh yeah, I'll have to make that again sometime.
1: It sounds like like a baklava cake. It's, it's, yeah. Mm,
2: Not quite. Baklava is more like a fried.
0: I found walnuts on our hike today. (laughs) (laughs) Throw those in there.
1: (laughs) I know. This is what I live with. (laughs) This random.
0: I found a
3: walnut.
1: It
0: makes me think of stuff. And I just (laughs) had to say it out before I forgot it. I mean, I'm happy for you. I love walnuts. I mean, you were talking about baklava. And you put walnuts in baklava. That's
3: true. And that's so true. that's
0: that. Kim doesn't understand the connection sometimes. <laughs> sometimes right, I, go I don't. From point A to point B to point C. <laughs> baklava, walnuts. We went on a hike this morning. I found walnuts.
1: And now I want some baklava. There you go. Come full circle. And honey,
0: because Sarah was telling me we should put um, start raising honeybees here out back.
3: <sighs> and then we could put it in the Ukrainian honey cake.
0: We could do that. And then well, let's full start, circle. <laughs> let's start a
3: restaurant with wild honey Ukrainian
1: walnut cake. By
0: we can the way, do that. Those cookies that you sent. Cookies? Yep. Those are really good.
3: The
1: walnut. You did a good
0: cookies. job. Oh, yeah. There you go. Walnut, walnut. cookies. See, <laughs> it's all All about, about the, the walnuts. walnuts. It's all about the walnut tonight. So speaking of walnuts, <laughs> across the Ukraine, are there different uh, cultural regions, different traditions, or is like one group of people like from the north the same from the south, or are there are there differences between different population centers so or regions? they
2: there kind of is, I would say, about four cultural main divisions, which would be like the north center, the south, the east, and the west. And all of these territories are in turn influenced by the country. They were mostly oppressed by during the, all these years, so the sorry, West is I'm more sorry, influenced by Poland.
1: I laughed and I shouldn't. That's really not a funny thing, but it, I, it's it's like one of those laugh to keep from crying things. Like, no, I'm, it's I'm super, perfectly
2: fine I'm because we possess you- a um, very healthy soil, which is called like the black soil. I think something like that. Um, It's considered to be the very best in the world. As you
0: mentioned last week, Ukraine is like the the breadbasket of Europe. And
2: we have a lot of the soil on Ukraine's territory. So whenever uh, somebody asks me more about that soil, I say, well, all these corpses over all these wars, they nurtured it. So there we go. There's your recipe mm. for the being the That's bread what they basket. say.
0: So luckily, I have a very dark sense of humor. Oh, uh, Yeah. Otherwise, I'd be like crying and depressed. Right? Yeah, yeah.
3: No, we just laugh at it.
0: It's fine. Yeah.
3: I feel like Ukrainians typically have like a like a pretty hefty sense of humor with these things. Well, you got to
2: be <laughs> cynical if you want to get through it. Yep. So
0: if we went back prior to, say, 1920 or the the revolution, when Ukraine was its more an autonomous country how how did that look
2: so that looked like part of it the Pre, western part yeah. yeah western part was under poland eastern part was under russian empire uh north was kind of split in between like the baltic regions and uh, russia and then the south was uh, for a while it was like the turkish turkish empire the ottoman empire i think closer to that time it would also be the russian empire
0: so i should have read more about this so did the U- how long has the ukraine as ukraine been a country was it at one point split up that all these regions or countries claimed a part of the ukraine and then at some point there was a revolution and we said we're now the ukraine
2: so it it split up after after the mongols defeated us and then they withdrew when they uh, kind of so lost came from it from china right It came from mongol yeah okay from mongolia. Well, from mongolia yeah like the who but that's in china
1: By the way, if you guys that are listening have not experienced the Who as in the H U Who, I cannot recommend them enough. They are a Mongolian rock band and they play traditional Mongolian instruments and they do traditional Mongolian throat singing.
0: Thank you! And they are so
1: good. And they don't (laughs) speak English. Like that's all they know is they the their lead singer. We saw them live, and he every time somebody would clap, he would go, thank you! And he's highly entertaining. That's amazing. Well, that's, and I'm sorry that they oppressed Ukrainians, but, but I mean, the who didn't oppress anybody. But, but, that's,
0: but that's quite a hike from Mongolia to uh, the Ukraine,
2: though. It is, but they didn't have anything else left. So they went further to Europe. Okay, that's
3: true. They did you know make the rounds so to speak.
2: yeah, they'll actually prefer Japan thirty six years later than us because they did not do naval combat very well. Oh, yeah they would rather the cross all those miles than go by the sea.
0: Well, if you don't have a boat, it's kind of hard to get to Japan.
2: Well, they took all the boats from China,
0: okay, so wow <laughs> <laughs> history so, lessons with Miel. So, it, it's interesting to me. I, w- I would like to go to the Ukraine to and drive around and see and experience all this stuff. So is there a traditional um, clothing that's associated with the different regions? Like, like if people think, okay, this is really bad stereotyping, but if you picture Germany, you're going to picture a German girl wearing a dirndl and guys wearing lederhosen, even though that's pretty much like just certain areas that that happens. Well, it's all over, but that's a stereotypical German, how you would picture that.
1: Yeah, and like you picture Americans. You picture a cowboy hat and American flag shirt and Wrangler jeans. Pretty much.
2: And a hamburger in the hand.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, and a big old beer belly. Uh,
2: In Ukraine, it's a traditional outfit called a Vishavanka, which is like an embroidered shirt, and they come in both male and female versions. So, like, the female will have a little more puffy sleeves and a little extra embroidery on the chest and the forearms. And then the male shirt will usually just have embroidery just slightly down the neck and up to the torso level. And it it, it was kind of dying out even after we split from the Soviet Union. People were not into them, but we came to the age where old is cool again, Mm. so... People made it cool again to wear the Ukrainian traditional outfits. And they even established like a semi-national holiday of people wearing those particular outfits for at least that one day. And a lot of people take part in that these days, I would say about 70% at least. And back when I was a kid, most people wouldn't even talk about any traditional Ukraine stuff. And we actually own a pair of shirts here. And I forced both my in-laws and <laughs> our very good friends to uh, get all of them some shirts, which they, in turn, wore on our wedding.
0: Mm-hmm. Aww. I think we is similar to what we were watching on TV there, and I said, that would be really comfortable to wear.
1: Oh, yeah, we were watching uh, something about, like... It, Rain. Yeah, we were watching the show Rain um, about Mary, Queen of Scots, and, uh, and Nostradamus was wearing, essentially, leggings and a tunic, and Steve was talking about how comfortable it would be to wear... And uh, I mean, I wear leggings. But that's what I'm
0: picturing right now.
1: I wear leggings yeah. and tunics all the time, and it's extremely comfortable.
3: Yeah, it's
2: tunic-esque, the yeah. Ukrainian traditional it's like outfit. It's usually made with something like linen yeah, or a very the close ones, substitute of it. The
3: ones we have are linen. But they're beautiful. Um, the female version, it comes in a dress, too. I don't know if that's super traditional or if that's more of
2: like it's a modern interpretation. It's not quite traditional. It, it could be like a festive option but I'm not quite sure in how historical that is.
0: So on the mandatory events that happen across all countries, all cultures, like weddings, funerals, and things like that, would, would people wear this
2: to that? or? It would depend kind of on their dress code. I think um, some, some of the more city weddings, they would be more prone to just do the Western style. And just like wear suits and dresses and everything. But, a but the, the more you go into rural areas, they would probably be more traditional dressed. Because in rural areas, weddings usually last three to four days.
1: Holy cow. Wow. What do you do?
2: You just um, feast and drink and talk and fight. And then you wake <laughs> up fight. and do it all over again.
3: Polish off a couple dozen bottles of vodka, you know. Man. Yeah,
1: I was going to ask, like, what's a traditional Ukrainian wedding? It's intense. Is it? Did you guys have a traditional Ukrainian wedding?
3: So Not quite. (laughs) Thanks, China. I'll give you the relatively short answer if I can. (laughs) We had a very small ceremony on leap day. Um, Like we squeezed it in right before, you know, the lockdown and all that fun stuff. Um, So we actually got quite lucky that we were able to um, have our ceremony before we knew anything was really going to go down. Um, but we were planning on having a second ceremony so that his, uh, parents and family in Ukraine would have time to, you know, get plane tickets, visas, all that good stuff. And we were going to have a Ukrainian celebration that was much larger, um, which we will still be having just a little bit delayed. Are you going to so, go to
0: Ukraine to do that?
3: No, we're actually going to do it here. Um, his parents have never been here, but never been to Ohio before. Um, so we would like to show them around and. Is your you know, mom
1: going to be super disappointed that it's not the same as New York City?
2: No, not at all. She would be perfectly fine with whatever. Our standards are in extremely low.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I think I think she would quite enjoy it. I don't know. We have we have all kinds of plans. We're in fact, plans both my military. parents
2: and so do I prefer the mo- more quiet areas than the busy city life that we're so used to because yeah. you, you get sick of that eventually.
1: Oh,
0: I can imagine. Okay. <laughs> so that kind of cued me into something else. What? How big is the Ukraine? Is it as big as what state could you compare it to?
2: um ukraine is uh i would say two-thirds of texas in size
0: two-thirds of texas because we have had people who have come over to visit and is like well and and they just can't coming from europe they and this sounds so bad but they just can't grasp the size of the united states it's like okay so we want to go visit new york city we want to go see disney world down in florida we want to go see san francisco and los angeles and Yellowstone National Park, and we've got, like, we're here for a week. And yeah. and it, it sounds very, very bad, but it's 100% true. It's just that the United States is so, so big, big and enormous. so vast. They had a hard time just grasping the concept of how big the United States is. I don't say that to be but, mean. Well, no, and it's
1: conversely, just, I had that issue when we go over to Europe I like it was not weird at all to take a day trip to Switzerland.
0: Yeah. And, yeah. and
1: so that, that to me is just, it's very strange to me. Um, kind of the other way around that, you know, Europe as a continent is, is huge, but you know, individual countries are much smaller.
3: It is quite different. And I feel like Michael, your parents even were having a little trouble, trouble grasping that with um, different cities in Ohio. Cause we were talking about airports. We were trying to fly out of a certain airport and, they were like, Oh, just just go to the Cleveland airport. It's like, you know, like a minute away. Yeah. It
2: it's <laughs> like also getting used to leaving in Kiev where all the commodities are there and the most you would drive for something is like an hour. And that's the worst case scenario. Was well, we've been traveling when we've had to fly lately. We it's
0: easier so the Dayton Airport, we could be there in 20, 25 minutes. Yeah. But we've been choosing to fly out of Cincinnati, which is a little over... Let's say it's an hour, a little over an hour right. away because it's just...
1: It's a much bigger airport. Yeah. You give a lot more choice.
0: And it's a lot more inexpensive to fly out of yeah. Cincinnati than it is out of...
1: How long Dayton. did it take you... This has absolutely nothing to do with anything, but how long did it take you to get used to the Imperial measuring system?
2: I'm still not used to it. I've been here <laughs> for, uh, what, two and a half years by now? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so if it's something liquid, like ounces... I, all I know is that one ounce is a shot. And I may be wrong about that. And then I know that 64 is a gallon, and then 32, 16 in turn, or like the half gallon and the quarter. And uh, I, I'm kind of used to feet and inches because I use them a lot in my industry. Uh-huh. Uh, so I can relatively eyeball certain small measurements by now. And I definitely can get used to weight because pounds are pretty easily converted to kilograms so it's like still a bit awkward i do i will say i do not like fahrenheit at all i absolutely don't understand it and there is no reason to use it in 21st century
3: yeah you gotta you got a bone to pick with fahrenheit well fahrenheit doesn't
2: make sense anymore because celsius has every measurement very easily written down that you need it has zero when the water freezes it has hundred when it boils And it's thirty when it's very warm, thirty
0: two when it freezes, and (laughs) two hundred twenty two when it boils. Honestly, I'm on sea level.
1: I'm on team team Celsius. I don't know the I don't know the conversions because I've grown up with Fahrenheit. But I Celsius does make more sense to me. I I
0: think if the United States want to do it, they just need to to cold turkey and just do it. I mean, I know like traveling through Europe, it's no big deal. Like to pull into a a bakery or a meat shop, Metzgeri or something like that. And just get what you need for the sandwich. And I know 100 grams of meat is about what I need for a sandwich if I want to buy a sandwich like that. Yeah, I think
1: if we're going to convert, we need to just start teaching them in kindergarten. Like when you start learning weights and measures, just start teaching them in the metric system.
2: Yeah. And uh, the other weird thing about Fahrenheit is the conversion is extremely complicated. You will not be able to do it in your head Mm. because you need to like take... Your measurement, I think if it's from Fahrenheit to Celsius, you take that, you multiply it by like 0.6 and then you do another percentage. (laughs) Yeah, I'm hopeless when it comes to,
3: he'll give me everything in Celsius and I'm like, I just, I'm not going to know what temperature it is. I'm just going to have to make peace with that or I'll have to Google it. So (laughs) so the only thing
2: by now is that I'm kind of used to that particular Fahrenheit degree equals this much in Celsius. So oh, I'll yeah. know like when it's 45 Fahrenheit, that's about 10 Celsius. So it's like cold, but not freezing cold. And like when it's 90, I know it's extremely hot. Like it's around 30 yeah, Celsius. You've so. gotten
3: good at like ballparking it.
2: Yeah. yeah I mean,
0: I, it, it was easy for me for temperature to know, like if you keep your house about 70 degrees, so that's what, maybe 22, 21,
2: 22, 21, 22, is room temperature, 22 yeah.
0: Celsius. So, you know, if you're listening on the radio and they're saying, Hey, you know, it's Twenty degrees, twenty degrees Celsius, or they just say twenty degrees. I would just learn really quickly. You need that's a light comfort- jacket. Then, then you could just if that's all you listen to, you start to relate to it. Really yeah, quickly. that's not too yeah. bad. Yeah, but you know, it's just like if you drive, some states have miles, and they'll have kilometers underneath it. It's like when you're driving the car, do you look at the little blue things that shows how many kilometers an hour you're driving, or do you look at miles per hour? That's a good question. We
2: don't have miles per hour in Ukraine. No, right and here, though. You
0: drive here, don't you? The
2: The car that we share currently mm-hmm. only has a digital scale, so yeah. it just says this many <laughs> miles per hour. So do you push the button? I could switch it if I wanted to, but mm, I yeah, don't care enough one. anymore because <laughs> all the all the speed limits, everything's in not, miles. Like I would that. not do conversions in my head all the time. Don't
3: you mess with my Civic. I, I, <laughs> all I needed to do
2: would be just divide kilometers by 1.6, but I don't want to constantly do that. Yeah. So I just stuck to the miles since that's what all the rules are in. But yeah. is it getting easier now? Yeah, by now I'm like, it. it I, I start understanding more and more that most measurements, we just get used to them so much that we like know in our head mm-hmm. that this much of something or this long of something is this much. Yeah. And we just get comfortable with that. So when I come here and these measurements are not something I grew up with, that's what makes me so uncomfortable because I can't compare it to anything. Like even all the regular bottles of water that I'm so used to, you don't sell these measurements here. So I constantly have to look how much I'm buying. But by now, you get used to all of that.
1: Speaking of size and buying things, how long did it take you to get used to American portion sizes?
2: Um, not very hard. Seconds. Yeah, probably. (laughs) That's about the average portions that I eat. So is what
1: American size portions.
2: Well not not like the a la carte po- size portions, but the regular ones. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody's been to a buffet in a
1: yeah, right.
2: long long minute
0: right now. So at least since like last March when they shut down all the buffets.
3: Yeah, did we ever did we ever take you to a buffet, Nicola?
2: We went to the Japanese buffet. Oh,
3: that's right, yeah.
0: Where was that at?
3: Um actually right
2: across
0: Yeah, it's uh Tokyo
3: <laughs> Tokyo Barn Grill. Yeah. It's relatively new, yeah. Okay. it's like it's a lot of food no, it's, it's like right s- across from the studio yeah it's real close
0: oh, okay. i know
1: where it is. I've never been there but
3: it is way too much food <laughs> hmm. it's very good but it's hard to you know your eyes are bigger than your stomach and all hmm. that
0: so what is ukrainian tv like how many channels
2: um i think the only ones that matter would be less than 20
0: which ones don't matter
2: All the other ones.
0: (laughs) Like public broadcasting service or? No,
2: there are some like news channels that people watch a lot and like everybody owns a channel. So you you know what you're watching when you're watching this particular channel. Mm. Like what kind of bias would that be and what kind of bias the other one would be? So
0: there's even bias in the Ukraine on whichever news
2: channel you're listening to. Whoever buys dances the woman. So.
3: Did they ever play cartoons on any of those channels that had, like, they would just play the American audio and then just have dubs, like, right over top of it? Yes, that's exactly what happens all the time. <laughs> they don't they don't bother to get rid of, like, okay. the, the English audio. They just so slap Ukrainian with, over it.
0: Oh. You were looking at your wife. I could only hear the tone of voice. And I don't know if you were, like... Being sarcastic right then, or are you were agreeing with that? <laughs> no, I, I didn't mean it in
2: that case. <laughs> that's, that's him agreeing. That you just sound
3: sarcastic. All most
2: the time. <laughs> of the like Ukrainian dubbed cartoons would be a very quiet uh, English and then Ukrainian on top of it, done by like three, four people that have such a wide range, they would do all the roles by themselves.
0: And they use the same voice, like in movies, when they dub voices, they use the same voiceover for the same character oh yeah, yeah. so yeah. so
1: like is there john
0: wayne's john it's yeah the same. like it's
1: the same like say morgan freeman is there like a ukrainian morgan freeman that always does the morgan freeman <laughs> roles
2: yeah there are like a, a few very popular dub choices that usually do these particular actors all the time
0: how about samuel l jackson how would he sound <laughs> <interesting>? <laughs> i
2: it's hard for me to recall because the last time I saw Jackson in Ukrainian would be Infinity War, which was 2018, and he said one or two lines in that whole movie. <laughs> okay, so, so it's hard for me true. to picture so it So in part.
0: Ukrainian, can you say, that is a tasty burger?
2: It's a burger. Okay. Mm-hmm. There, you so there you go. You can do Samuel
0: L. Jackson right there. I like it. Yeah.
2: But uh, I would say nobody did Ukrainian dub when Pulp Fiction was out because mm, they only realized, bummer. oh, we better start doing it in our language instead of just buying the Russian dubs in 2007
3: oh. <laughs>
2: when they made that a law that from now on all the cinemas supposed to show Ukrainian dubs. Do whatever you want. Okay, can you do that in Russian? <laughs> what? That's that a, is tasty a tasty burger. the a вкусный burger. I like the no. Ukrainian better. I like
1: the
3: Ukrainian is, version it's better. A lot. Yeah, a Ukrainian, is a, Ukrainian is a beautiful language. It is very pretty. Yeah. Russian
1: you're, is very choppy,
3: I mm-hmm. think. It's Russian. is you being punched
2: in the gut. Ukrainian <laughs> is second most beautiful language in the world after Italian.
3: Hmm. That's true.
2: Or most melodic, rather, I guess. Okay, so today
0: I be? had to ask Kim, it, and I know, but I just wanted to make sure, because I was writing a, an email to somebody, actually to a congressman, and I didn't want to appear stupid.
3: Mm.
0: And it was like tears. I, and I, I wrote it down. I said, well, that looks just like tears. It, so I had does. to ask Kim. Yes, it does. Kim, how do you spell, how do you spell tears? It's and really I know stare. it was right, but I just wanted to make sure before I push in. No, i those moments.
1: T a r e s, which is a different tears. Mm. That's like when you're collecting tears, you're collecting money. So that I mean, it really. I guess I could have asked for clarification. Although I'm pretty sure that you wanted to say like rip, like tear,
0: like tears me up. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, okay. but I don't want to sound dumb on the show here, but. I I just get mind blank sometimes. I just want to make sure.
3: (laughs) No, I feel like I feel like Mm -hmm. we've all had one of those moments. (laughs) I know
0: I have.
1: (laughs) Hey, hey, Steve, how do you spell restaurant?
0: Oh, R E S.
1: you know how to spell? (laughs) Why are you (laughs) asking me? Why are you asking me that? You know how you spell. Every every single time.
0: Instant anger.
1: Every (laughs) single time. (laughs) Kim, how do you spell restaurant?
2: And it's the thing the is, I know how to spell it. I just want to make sure.
0: I yeah. do, you know? Yeah, I do.
2: See, I have trouble with that sometimes because I'll ask either my wife or her mother-in-law, who was an English major, you how do you spell something, and uh, whatever. <laughs> and that one. here uh, I am correcting I you as you're talking how about how to us, spell us correcting, like correcting this you. This particular lengthy ten-character word, and she'll just say. <laughs> and I'm like, can you spell <laughs> that slower? I can't pick up on it. I'm lost after two characters. I
3: think mom is probably way nicer to you about all that than I am. <laughs> Maybe. Presenting <Whoa, whoa>, <laughs> some marital <laughs> discord here.
0: Nah. Uh, so does the uh, marriage counselor need to speak in English or Ukrainian? <laughs> oh. <here? laughs> depending
2: on who they address.
1: Well, I guess. And that was it, it, Hannah. Was it hard for you? Like, were there adaptations that you kind of had to get used to? Um, marrying someone that had grown up in a different country that had a different kind of, um, I'm like cultural things and it's actually a that's a very
3: interesting (laughs) question that you ask (laughs) actually we did some premarital counseling before we got married and a hot topic was that we had learned that even though like what really threw me off the most is actually (laughs) no for sure (laughs) no what really threw me the most is how good Mikla's English is because I would forget that he's actually you know not from america and we have cultural differences and maybe he means a phrase a different way because he learned it a different way um that's what threw me the most because in my head i was just like oh yeah he means it the way that you know i would mean it but not always so we well, had to learn to kind of explain more and remember that we come from very different cultures so
0: well this is like a minute ago i couldn't see his face to get that reaction mm-hmm. which i could have Easily understood what was happening, but I do not know if he was being sarcastic, like a certain other person in his room does right.
3: sometimes. They, <laughs> no, it's uh, <laughs> no, no, that I'm, is a perfect example, and that though. Was sarcasm, <laughs> right?
0: No, that was that was straight out fact.
3: It is a very good example. Um, so yeah, it's something that we've thankfully learned that we need to be aware of, and it's it's interesting.
0: So can you say, like, what's the biggest thing that you had to adjust to with him hmm. culturally?
3: That's a good question.
0: I mean, here. are there
1: are there gender role differences and expectations?
3: Um, I I would say that you can you know confirm or deny. I would say, Mikla, that you grew up in a family where they didn't adhere to maybe traditional gender roles that are Ukrainian. Your parents were very good about teaching you, like you know. The woman isn't doing all the cooking and the cleaning (laughs) and you got to help her out. Your parents were very good about that. So I got to give them props.
0: I do all the cooking here. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) There you go. Actual... (laughs) Yeah. So
3: I don't know if Mikula is like a prime example of like a standard Ukrainian as far as all of those things. Like his parents were a little bit more progressive than that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I would say one of the big things that I had to get used to was the food that he was used to, especially with the whole sense of smell thing. Like um, Ukrainian cuisine is like... A lot, of, a lot of dairy, a lot of potatoes, a lot of dairy, a lot of potatoes. <laughs> a lot of sour cream. Yeah, a lot of sour cream. And I am lactose intolerant. <laughs> <Awkward>. So, yeah. <laughs> and I'm over here like, we need to eat a salad like five days a week. And he's like, what are you trying to feed me right
0: now? <laughs> I'm not a rabbit. Yeah.
3: <laughs> but he did, I mean, mo- most of that was something that mom figured out. Because he, he lived with, he was actually... My parents were his host parents while he was in school, so he lived with them for a good chunk of time, and it was lovely, and Mom cooked you all kinds of fun American dishes. (laughs) Let's
0: change change horses in midstream here. What was the biggest thing you had to get used to marrying an American lady?
2: Um, We don't usually do leftovers in Ukraine. We usually cook the exact amount of servings unless it's a really complicated dish. Or you just want to take a serving of that for lunch for work tomorrow and that's it. So I'm kind of used to kind of fresh food every day and we didn't like do takeouts that much either. We usually would do takeout maybe like once a month. And then in, in their house at least they would do usually like this dish and then the next one or two or even three days sometimes just the leftovers of that dish.
0: That's exactly what we do. Like the other night, yeah. I made chicken soup.
1: We still have a big thing of it, but yeah, I think. But that, but then
0: you take it for lunch.
1: Yeah, but I think part of that too is uh, us. It's it is very hard, especially after you have you know we
0: slaved raised, over a hot stove all day. <laughs>
1: no, <laughs> we we uh, like raised three. Well, we two and a half kids. Um, Pamela was older by the time we got married, but, but it's hard to, you know, you've been cooking for four or five and then they move out and you're so used to, for years you've cooked for four or five and it takes a while to scale back and learn how to cook for yeah, two. I, I
0: just can't do portions of yeah, the so size Yeah. So I, I think
3: that's part of it too,
1: but. I mean, it's
0: a steak, I mean, two steaks yeah. and two potatoes or <laughs> yeah. like that.
3: I think that's exactly what it is with my parents because, you know, I got two siblings and. We would eat a lot of food, so my mom had all these recipes that, you know, were portioned for a whole big family, so. I mean, some things you just
0: can't, like if you're going to make chicken soup, if you throw the chicken down in the pot. It's
3: hard to downsize it. You can't it. downsize yeah. it. Yeah, you're you really eat can't. Chicken,
0: you're going to eat chicken the rest of the week, chicken soup at least. Yeah, yeah. and it's
3: it's funny, Michaela has his own word for leftovers that he just kind of said out of the blue, and now my whole family is kind of. Taking that in what as a new it? word for leftovers. Remainders.
2: He's he like it. Because leftovers sounds very unappetizing. Like it's pieces of bread and chunks of chicken skin.
3: He's got a good point, doesn't he? It, it does,
1: yeah. <laughs> it's like we, we so we're recording a little bit later this evening um than we were last week. Last week Hannah and Mikla joined us for dinner. And since we're a little bit later tonight, I said, you know, you guys can have the table scraps, like your, whatever's left over. We're not going to actually properly feed you. So you can have,
2: you can have the cadavers You, can, you can have the cadavers <laughs> that are of
1: the chicken and, and whatever pierogi kind of thing that Steve made. Uh, do you, so do you have, uh, do you guys do leftovers between with just the two of you? Or since you haven't had to cook for our big family, like do you? Have you figured out portion sizes?
3: I think we've done pretty okay with figuring out portions. Yeah, I, I
2: usually I cook, and I'll just do like two servings of that. Sometimes I overshoot it a bit, just like do slightly more because I did not expect her not to be as hungry as me. <laughs> and then
3: I just make you eat the rest of it.
0: Yeah, well, it can be a time <laughs> saver though, if you know I don't have to fix lunch and. She it's can, almost
1: like meal prepping.
0: Yeah, I want it. yeah, meal prepping. That's yeah. that's a buzzword right now. So speaking of like <laughs> yeah, that, are there any um, colloquialisms, like phrases that that she'll say that you know? I, a minute ago, I said, you know, change the horse in midstream. Anything like that that you you
2: know she says you like? What are you talking? I have or vice no clue versa. what you just said.
3: There's so many. <laughs>
2: <laughs> There's like so many, I wouldn't know where to start anymore because I'm learning them as I go.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And I think one of the ones I can remember now is happy as a clam. I was like,
3: yeah, you what? were weirded <laughs> out by that <laughs> one. <Are laughs> clam's
2: even alive. Like, but I, I learned a lot of idioms when I was in Ukraine learning English. So some of them I knew, but you didn't like learn get off all your high Ohio horse ones. or <laughs> kill two birds <laughs> with one stone or something like that. You didn't but learn until the cows come team. home. Yeah. What's that?
3: Till the cows come home.
2: Yeah, I didn't know that very much. Really? That one is courtesy have, courtesy of my mom's side Ukraine? of the family. They don't go home;
3: <laughs> they just live out of the pasture all the time. <laughs> yeah, that's
0: exactly <laughs> what they do.
1: So, what are some Ukrainian then? What are some Ukrainian idioms that we would be like? What? Yeah. Are so what he said about? that you've
0: just said? What? What
3: do you mean? What? Do you, what are you saying? Oh man, I'm trying to think. Well, there's it's not really an idiom, but our favorite one right now is it's never happened before and here it is
2: again. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a saying yeah. that you use to express a disappointment. It's something that was already expected to you, you for for you to be disappointed in, like your government not doing its job. Yeah,
3: we've gotten we've got my parents saying it, our friends saying it, there are it's never happened before. And here it is again. <laughs> but I don't okay. know, what's a, what's another weird one? You gotta think of one weird one, Mikla. Well, from Ukraine,
2: right now, all I can think about is yesterday's wedding and how I was drawing comparisons oh, to how we would do were, certain those things. Those were
3: cute. So you know how you tap on the glass with your fork or knife to oh, get yeah. the couple to kiss. So in Ukraine, they shout out the Ukrainian word for bitter, like bitter, like the taste. Because um, here, you explain, Mikkel. You'll explain Every, it better than me.
2: Well, not everybody, but whoever <laughs> starts saying it, and then everybody picks up pretends that the food is now too bitter to eat or the drink is too bitter to drink. And so the kiss of the bride and the groom would make that sweeter. Aww. And they that have that to adorable? make it as long-lasting as they can and everybody will count the seconds. So cute. Yep. Aww.
3: That is really sweet. <laughs> Aww.
2: Okay. Aside- is that why
1: Ukrainian weddings take three days?
2: No. <laughs>
3: <laughs> you just have the bride and groom
1: make they, it out they just, like him <laughs> They kill
2: yep, the fattened calf, so you have to eat everything. There's no remainders, remember?
3: <laughs> no remainders, you gotta eat the whole thing.
2: Okay. We're gonna run out of time here. Oh, already. Yeah, wow. yeah we're already oh, wow. an hour. Yeah, we're
0: gonna be over an hour again, but that's fine. That's
2: all
3: right.
0: So aside from you, who is the most famous person from the Ukraine?
2: Probably currently would be our president, but you might have never also heard of him. Never <laughs> heard of him. <laughs> um, might have Zelensky. also heard about, um, I would say, either one of the soccer players, if you're very into sports, or if you're into literature, you would hear about our famous poet, Taras Shevchenko, who was kind of like the foundation of Ukrainian poetry. Okay. Kim, do you know him? Nope. I actually I'll lend you a book The the (laughs) first year I was here I went out of my way to find his book In English to give to My dearest mother-in-law who I know is listening Um, (laughs) She loves
3: poetry and writing And
1: see that's the thing I'm more of a prose kind of girl I never have which is bad Like I was an English teacher a A licensed high school English teacher I just have never been a big poetry person
0: And here on this episode, we've come off completely as the ugly American. We totally have. (laughs) Totally did tonight. Okay, so this has been a really fun episode, and gee, I can't wait till uh, we can get this one published and out. But unfortunately, we have run over an hour again, Kim.
1: Well, it's because we have really good guests.
0: Yeah, so Kim, if someone wanted to listen to us, how do they find us?
1: You can find us on all the platforms uh, uh, for streaming. And if you would like to contact us, you can find us on Twitter, um, even though we only have like two followers. It's at a lost hour. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram at an hour of your life. And you can write to us at a lost hour at gmail.com.
0: Apparently, after this week, we may be listening to or losing the two people who are. Following we're us on not Twitter. talking politics. Well, we're not going to go politics. Okay, so <laughs> from our studios in Sugar Crown, Sugar. What Town? are you even
1: talking about? <laughs> we live Creek in Sugar Town. Creek Township. Sugar, Sugar Creek, Creek Township. For spending an hour of your life
0: with us. Yeah. What she said. <laughs>
3: Moo,